Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Heavenly Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The sermon text for today is the Epistle Lesson appointed for the seventh Sunday in Pentecost. It's a little bit long, but I'd like to read it to you. It starts uh, Ephesians chapter 1 on the third verse and then goes right through to the 14th verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now, that's a very long text, but it's there for a reason, and we'll talk about that. But first, let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you. You come to us with this powerful word, this beautiful doxology, and you bless us to hear these words but Lord God, they are sometimes a mystery to us. The depth of the blessing is yet to be revealed. And we ask that you help us in faith to understand that blessing now. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, friends, our brokenness is well known to God. He who searches the innermost depths of our hearts and knows every one of our failings, sorrows, and fears also knows our sins. So vast is his searching wisdom that we can't be hidden from him. But so deep, too, is his searching love. God purposely chooses to call us his children because he loves us and he showers us with his blessings. Our sermon text today is one of two doxologies uh, recorded in Paul's letters. The other doxology celebrates God's comfort, um, and that can be found in the opening verses of 2 Corinthians. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in his comfort too. 2 Corinthians 1.5 Today's sermon text celebrates far more than just the comfort we receive in Christ Jesus our Lord. It announces the whole work of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with respect to our salvation. Think of the verses in today's text as a beautiful string of pearls with a golden strand running through them, which is our Jesus, God's Christ. And then start to read, Blessed be God the Father. He willed to give us every spiritual blessing in his kingdom through his one and only Son. That's the first pearl. 
In love through Jesus, God chose us sinners before the world was even made to be holy and without a single blemish. That's the second pearl. In this predestination, it was God's good will to declare us his adopted children. This through Jesus, the third pearl. And that to the glory and praise of his grace, which could only be made possible through Jesus, the fourth pearl. You beloved children of God, uh, he raised you up. Raise up your voices. You're, you're a holy people. Shout with joy. God picked you, sinful as you are, to be his beloved children while the earth was still formless and void. Now think of what that means, especially today in our so-called cancel culture mindset. The world is defacing and taking down statues of all sorts of people that failed to meet our new so-called woke standards. Here in Canada, statues of Queen Victoria and Sir Wilfrid Laurier were vandalized because people associated their names with the indignities suffered by our indigenous population. Nine churches have been burned in effigy because of the sins of previous generations. We ourselves, as sinners, have come to loathe the sin that was committed so much by others that we raised up against it, and we wanted to see it even expunged from human memory. So how much more does God hate sin? And yet he chooses not to cancel us. God, who foresaw all of our sins as he was laying out the foundations of this world and who had even the foreknowledge of our depravity before breathing life into Adam, chose not to cancel us, but instead to create us so that he could redeem us through his Son. Add to this wonderful string of pearls then the ransoming and the remission of our sins that comes through the blood of our Savior in accordance with God's grace. God makes the mystery of his will known to us. He tells us the very reason he sent his son, naming him across all time and before all of creation as the all, and he does so in one all-encompassing compendium, one beautifully composed word. We know that word as the Bible. This is yet another praiseworthy pearl, as by it our attention is drawn towards Christ. He is our only hope for salvation. There's no other way to heaven. This is God's wisdom. Yet another pearl. God is glorified by the wisdom that he hands to us, his beloved creation. Even when we don't understand it, or, uh, or, or though we only see it as, as through a glass dimly, because we who are sinful can't grasp the fullness of God's mercy, God wills to bring us to the foot of the cross so that we receive the full benefit of his mercy. He does not abandon us to our sin, nor does he leave us to die with Christ on Golgotha. Instead, he lifts us up. We who place our hope in Christ are made alive in him because of God's promised pearl of his son's resurrection. But it isn't just the work of the Father and the Son that are glorified in today's sermon text. Uh, the Spirit, too, shall be praised. Oh, the sweet release that comes to us by God's absolution. And oh, the sweet release that comes to us by God's faith. These last two wonderful pearls, God's absolution and God's faith, complete that golden strand to seal each one of us for redemption as we confess our sins 
God, who is merciful and just, cleanses us from all unrighteousness and grants us his inheritance, declaring us his true children through Christ Jesus our Lord. The Holy Spirit assures us of this adoption into God's holy family by helping us to trust in our baptisms, believe in our absolution, his absolution, and trust in the washing of his blood as it's laid upon our hearts in his holy supper. That makes that beautiful strand of pearls complete to the praise of God's glorious grace. Praise God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He redeems us sinners and gives us uh, his inheritance even in our broken condition. And that can be trusted and that can be proclaimed. The Apostle Paul's doxology is our doxology. It's a hymn of praise that we can sing to the glory of God in Christ Jesus who saves. We turn to Psalm 85, 2 for our key verse this week. There we hear the psalmist declare, You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered up all their sin. May our praises echo this declaration of God's grace. And may we always remember and trust that our salvation is only through Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, that verse is Psalm 85, 2. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. May God bless us all in that remembrance and grant us peace in his Son who freed us and in whose name we all say, Amen. Let's pray. Gracious God, we praise your name for the blessing that you have given us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you've reached into our lives. You predestined us to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And you help us to receive that gift in faith. Be with us, God, as we go through the next week. And especially help us to make this doxology our doxology. To lift up praises to you who have redeemed us. Um, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Amen. And amen.